The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. It's a road show. Hale Varsity is here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate. We do this home football Thursdays as you're invited out. Uh, doors are open here at the Single Barrel. You've heard about it. Maybe you've tried it or you just want to come back. Great food and drink specials. The steak is undeniably unbeatable. It is that good. It is that thick. It is that juicy. Listen, uh, save your grill a workout. Save yourself a workout. Get down here. Get some appetizers. They're Elijah Herbal approved. And get a big old slab of steak. If you're a pork chop fan, they have the bone-in pork chop for you. And uh, they have moved us. And it's more a me issue than than our friends here at the Single Barrel. They, they played with fire for too many years. We've been here about four or five years. We were right next to the... Well, to, to the whiskey bin. <laughs> so they have moved this away from where the, the whiskey is kept. We can order a whiskey. We, we may do that. In fact, there's 200 to choose from. Uh, whiskey bourbon, they've got plenty of beer on tap. And if you can't get down tonight, you are absolutely invited down Saturday at Nebraska, Louisiana Tech. Noon to 2 is when we're on air here with Hale Varsity Saturday pregame. Numbers to dial up and get involved today at 489-1240, 489-1240. Also across the state, 800-825-5865. And uh, Tyson is already in the inbox here on the stream, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Please, for the love of God, stop talking about Dion in Colorado. Well, Tyson, around 5 o'clock, Gary Barnett's going to be with us. You have the option to tune out. Or you can listen, uh, and we'll also get into some Nebraska football uh, because Coach Barnett's had to deal with an injured quarterback and a healthy quarterback, and who the hell you start the following Saturday. So uh, we'll dive into that. We'll get into Nebraska. We'll hear from Coach Rule. Can email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Can also watch us not only on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, but also the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give that a follow. Pretty exciting. Like the unknown is something that gives fans some hope and also some fear. And Elijah, it's nothing's uh, set in stone. Nothing's going to be taken for granted either by this Nebraska football team or Coach Rule with uh, Sonny Cumbie and Louisiana Tech coming in. Quite frankly, it's it's tune-up time and keep getting better. And let's just see where you're at by, well, by week five for Michigan. Get out healthy, flex your muscles, run the ball, run the ball again, complete a pass or two, avoid getting your car hailed on, and uh, repeat, rinse, go back to work next week, and let's see where this program's at measuring stick-wise with the number two team in the country. First things first, though, handle your business Saturday. Nebraska's in the process of that by deciding who's going to start at quarterback 
and, and who will play. Are you that – do you care? Let me ask it that way. Do you absolutely give a damn who starts at quarterback? I'm more concerned with they that, that all three get in, and I don't want to beat this horse too often or too much today, along with Dion and Boulder, but just – Find me somebody that can complete a pass, uh, run the football, and hold on to the football. I don't care who it is. And I think more of that is going to emerge Saturday with yeah. more live reps within a ball game. And that's the point. In a, in a tune-up game like this, and Matt Rule in the depressor today made sure to make it clear he and no one within this team is going to call this a tune-up game. Their, their concern, first and foremost, is to get the win. Their, their concern is not to get tuned up for Michigan. He made that abundantly clear. But we, from the outside looking in, will call a spade a spade. You pay Louisiana Tech all this money to come to Lincoln and, and get beat, essentially. You want to beat them in a way that you don't have to worry about it. You can uh, work on some things that you need to get ironed out by Michigan. Obviously, whenever you're one and two, you're below 500. Uh, you're not going to get up in front of the media and say, ah, yeah, we, yeah, we just want to go roll over Louisiana Tech and make sure that we get some backups in the football game. You don't want to say that. It hasn't been one of those years where you'd feel comfortable saying that. But I'm kind of with you on it, Schmitty, with the, with the quarterback discussion. It's it's harsh, and it's it's probably not right to say, I don't care who starts at quarterback on Saturday, because I, I do care. I'm, I'm curious to see who that is. But the better way to put it is, I trust Matt Rule's decision-making in that process that whichever guy gets to start on Saturday will deserve that start. Matt Rule has an element of respect that is needed within the team there. The team knows who should be starting this football game on Saturday. And, I mean, I feel like Matt Rule probably knows right now who, who needs to be starting this football game on Saturday as well. I trust that Matt Rule will make the correct decision there. But I also trust, as the game plays out on Saturday... Nebraska will find their guy moving forward, the guy that they trust more to run this offense because of the things I just laid out. This is a tune-up game. This is a chance for you to get things right before Michigan. That is where what I care much more about is that Nebraska finds a guy by the end of the game, by 6 o'clock on Saturday, that can be your guy moving forward. If you start out with Jeff Sims and he goes out and has a flawless performance, doesn't turn the ball over, couple of touchdowns, leads the offense up and down the field. I'll feel good by the end of that game and saying, you know what? Jeff Sims should be the guy against Minnesota, Minnesota, or excuse me, Michigan. But looking back at Minnesota and looking back at Colorado, knowing that you might have to have a short leash on a guy like that showing you what he is. But if he goes out and has a good performance, I, I think you can be confident in the fact that, that you have a guy moving forward that has at least made some strides from what he was in the beginning of the year. And if he shows later in the season that he's not, you feel good about putting Heinrich Harburg in. On the flip side, if Jeff Sims isn't what you expect whenever he goes out and starts on Saturday, which that's the way I'm leaning right now, that Sims is going to be your starter, that you can come back at the end of that game, put Heinrich Harburg in that game, see if he's able to run the offense more effectively. And if he does, that's going to be your guy moving forward. It's as simple as that. Uh, with the quarterback discussion, I'm a little, I shouldn't say I'm a little tired of talking about it. It's just one of those issues that, you know what, I think we're going to have a much better idea about who the guy is moving forward by the end of the game on Saturday. And we might be wasting our breath here a little bit to keep going back and forth on, is it Harburg or is it Sims? We're going to have a much better idea by the end of the game on Saturday. Here's the reality. The, the quarterback discussion that was going to be uh, never-ending all week, and it's still important, is, is now off to the side a little bit because your, your running backs are, are the situation you're concerned with because this offense is going to go not based on your quarterback play, either what you've seen or what you, you you don't know about Harburg because he's so young, but it's going to go based on how your offensive line performs and what your running game can do because that is your 
your focal point. So we'll get to some emails. We'll get to some of your comments. And uh, do appreciate everyone jumping into the stream and uh, making comments. We'll get there in a moment. Brandon Vogel from Counter Read is going to join us in about 10 minutes. Plenty of room for you this first hour. In hour two, Gary Barnett, as mentioned, going to join us from Colorado. And also longtime Nebraska assistant coach George Darlington. He's been doing football facts for 40 years. Uh, St. George is uh, all over Nebraska football. He's he's seen a lot of ball games where you've had to put uh, some backups in uh, at quarterback. They've they've won some ball games back in the day with backup quarterbacks. The difference is uh, your third team or second team quarterback had an All American offensive line or an All American running back or sometimes both to. Uh, to carry the load and Nebraska right now at this point in time, a far cry from that. So here's what I believe. Uh, we got to talk about the right plan moving forward for Nebraska on offense. And it's, it's, it's different, Elijah. It's different from spring where you had uh, Garcia Castaneda, you had bets and you also had a Borkature and you had three running backs, okay? Two that have seen a lot of snaps for you a season ago. That's changed. That changed by week one. That's definitely changed here by going into week four. And you've got to know this as detailed as Matt Rule is. Matt Rule has honestly looked at his offense. He looked at the offense week one against Minnesota. He looked at the offense again against Colorado. And then he looked at the offense last week with the game plan with Marcus Satterfield. And they put together what they thought could help complement the defense. And, and you saw more of that last week. And what you have now is further exploration into, okay, what – being real honest, what are the limitations of this offense? What will the offense do well? What can the offense do well? What's the personnel Nebraska has? And that's what's going to go forward. I really found it interesting, and we'll hear from Rule in a minute, that he talked if he had a, a choice, and this was on the, the, the Matt Rule show with, with uh, Greg Sharp. If you had a choice, would you want a, a killer offense or a killer defense? He's like, give me the defense. So, Great, great call, because defenses win championships, right? Take a drink. I said it. Sorry. And if you have that in your heart or in your philosophy and your football blood, then you're going to have an offense that's going to what? It's going to be physical, that's going to take time off the clock, that's going to presumably take care of the football and help out your defense. That is the plan moving forward. If it's Harburg, uh, that is a plan moving forward. If it's Sims, and he said today, they're going to play who gives them the best chance to win the football game. Uh, ideally, you want a guy that has practiced and performed up to level and is, is a different and new and more cautious performer in Sims. You can't be tight and second-guess yourself. you got to go play free, but you also got to play smart. you got to play uh, within the offense, not try and do too much. And, and be careless with the football. Is, is that something that has, is going to change? I think there's probably, if I'm Sims, I've had a, a focused week of practice where, all right, I, I'm trying to read defenses better. 
I'm trying to hold on to the football for sure, and I'm trying to use my athleticism to help move the move the football and, and run this offense. The message has had to have been sent by Satterfield and by Rule, whether he's number two on the depth chart or number one on the depth chart to Sims. You can't screw up anymore, dude. You can't be absolutely careless with the football when there's points on the board in the red zone or even something as simple as a snap. You got to be a guy that's played four years of college football, four more years of high school football, and handle the responsibility. Harburg, what? He faced adversity, blindside sack, came back, and let him down to a touchdown drive. So that's that's how I look at it. The message has got to be out if I'm Matt Rule and, and Marcus Satterfield to Sims. Listen, dude, uh, you've got to be – abnormally perfect <laughs> to keep this job in Harburg dude good work there's some upside to you let's see what you can do and while there's been limitations with with Sims because of injury if there's been any sort of limitations because of injury uh, you still got to rock with Harburg and you may see that Saturday and one thing I want to amend from what you just said is I don't think that Jeff Sims needs to be abnormally perfect. That's one way to put it, and I see where you're coming from. But and, and I don't want this to sound BS is gonna BS is gonna happen. But 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 stuff that we've seen, it's, fumbled snaps, interceptions in the end zone. There's there's a zero tolerance. It, it's it's you're making the point. There. I think the better way to put it, though, without being disrespectful, is you need to play up to the level that is expected against a tune-up school, against Louisiana Tech. And, and that's going to come off as disrespectful Louisiana Tech because I know Matt Rule said it today, and, and I'll echo it. Louisiana Tech can sting you, but it's going to be one of those things where you have to shoot yourself in the foot a hell of a lot in order for Louisiana Tech to sting you. I think Nebraska has that much of a talent advantage. You need to play as perfect as should be expected whenever you're playing a school of Louisiana Tech's level. I think that's a, a better way to put it because – the Jeff Sims playing up to his level looks different against Michigan than it does against Louisiana Tech. I, I think that's why it, it needs to be quote-unquote abnormally perfect is because as a, a guy who started four years in college football, as you kind of laid out, you shouldn't be committing unforced errors against a school like Louisiana Tech. You should be driving the offense up and down the field. And, you know, weirdness happens in football. There's tip balls. Uh, there's there's sacks that happen like the Northern Illinois play. That's the perfect example of weirdness yeah. happens in football. Yeah, you have a, a right tackle in Ben Hart that either the protection wasn't set right or he took a false step. He lets a guy off the edge. That's abnormal weirdness. Where if that happens against Louisiana Tech, I think you say, okay, Jeff Sims, that's weirdness happening. It's whenever he stares down a receiver and throws into double or triple coverage as opposed to tucking it and running the football. Those are when the errors start happening where you say, all right, we need to see what Heiner Carberg has because this clearly isn't good enough. There's a different standard that's expected whenever you go play a school like Louisiana Tech and he's going to be held to a high standard, but it's not abnormally perfect moving forward, it's just you need to play up to the level that is expected of a Power 5 guy at a school like Nebraska against a school like Louisiana Tech. And I don't want that to be disrespectful to Louisiana Tech, as disrespectful as that sounds. Well, we'll get into to marrying uh, the offense, the game plan with what your quarterbacks and running backs can do and what you have. And, and Randy Pappas says, absolutely. Uh, here, here's the game plan. You line up. You go heavy, you go double tight, you bring in a fullback, and you make them stop you. <laughs> and, and, and you mix in some quarterback run. They don't have the football. 
You beat the hell out of their quarterback or their backup quarterback. You get a couple of turnovers, and it's 28 nothing, and it's cocktail time. So uh, away we go. It sounds very, very simple. Speaking of cocktails, uh, they have a selection for you down here at the Single Barrel Roadshow Thursday for Hale Varsity as we're down here four to six. Come get yourself a steak and uh, a uh, bourbon. You will not be disappointed. Brandon Vogel coming up. Gary Barnett, George Darlington, Hale Varsity on the road as uh, we are here at the Single Barrel.